You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend, Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. Andy Wizard of Whiskey himself, Mr. Shanglock. But the reality is... They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Look, for all you listen today, I'm not an idiot. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk, presented by BetUS. Here with your break from all the high-resource high file propaganda to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi, Golden Eagles. Life is back on sports bettors, and BetUS has your NCAA, NBA, NHL, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with our promo code, TTTT125. I know some of you were slinging it this week. Hope, hope you, hope you hit on your bets. Customer service pros are ready to get your phone, social, and online sports betting kickoff started now. Play with the proven mainstay in the industry, BetUS. You bet you win, you get paid. BetUS.com. Joining me now, Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend, Jason Bailey. Greetings and salutations, fellas. First show in a while after a victory. Um, it got me out to, uh, you know, I run, uh, I run a couple miles three or four times a week. We're in my best time in quite a while today. And I think it's because I still have this damn smile on my face from Friday night. And the Wizard of Whiskey, Shane Lott. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a lot nicer to uh, go through the rest of the weekend after a Golden Eagle win. We uh, We almost forgot what those felt like. It had been a little while, but uh, it was a fun one. And, and if we're going to do that against anybody, <laughs> man, it's really sweet that we did it against <laughs> Tech. <laughs> we're going to talk about the game. Yeah. Before we get to the game, um, before we get to Shane thumping and whatever, The uh, be sure. So the game this Saturday is November the 27th at 2 p.m. Southern Miss FIU, the final game of the year, the final home game of the year. It is senior day. At one, but at approximately 1:30 to 1:35 ish, that's when they're going to have the Senior Day festivities. So be sure that you're in there in the stadium to honor. The, I believe we have nine seniors that are going to be heading out. So be sure that you're there to honor this senior class and all that they've been through. So Shane, did I did I cut you off? Do you have any more whiskey you want to talk about? Oh no, you didn't cut me off, man. Okay, uh, I wasn't yeah. sure if I did or not. So oh. Yeah, I run my mouth constantly, so there's always a good chance. But no, you're, you're straight. So we mentioned the game Friday night, and it was one of those situations where, you know, we knew we had a chance, but it's just one of those things like it just hasn't gone well this year. So you didn't really know what to expect. And the first play of the game was a fumble on an end around. And from there, things just went in the Golden Eagles, Golden Eagles favor. The Southern Miss Winning this game against Louisiana Tech, 35 to 19 in Ruston, amazing, amazing show. And and you know when you think about this game and and what this game will be remembered for, last week when the depth chart came out around Tuesday, it was a depth chart that did not list a quarterback. It was the position that Will Hall has coined apparently from the previous coaches that he's worked under, worked with, or his coach in the superback, which is kind of like a wide receiver. Running back hybrid, which also apparently now can throw the ball. So a very, very exciting game, a very, very fun game. The Golden Eagle fan base was energized 
and the Louisiana Tech fan base was dejected. So it was a great night to be a Golden Eagle. <laughs> you know, that was uh, that's that's two weeks in a row um, that I've felt like I was watching a Southern Miss football game. Uh, I mean, does that make sense? You know, it, it's it's been quite Absolutely. a while. Absolutely. Uh, and and just something about just the the thing that we're that we've all watched for the last twenty plus years. You know, like the, the grit, the toughness, the swagger, that Southern Miss way. I mean. Hats off to this coaching staff for number one keeping these guys together all year, and um, I mean, dude, we, we have fixed an awful lot of things <laughs> in in a week or two's time. Because I mean, even the UCSA game, we had the uh, with the false starts, and um, you know, we still had a lot of little uh, crazy snaps and all that. And really, just in one week, I mean, we we fixed a whole lot of stuff, and then had that super back offense. I love that word. That's great. We found something that we're good at, you know. I think we're really good at that. Um, so it's fun to watch. And um, I was just kind of – I wish I was there. But even just being here, watching it on the TV, I, I still kind of felt like I was a part of it. So it was awesome. Yeah, I didn't even get to watch because I don't get CBS Sports. And over the last five years since I've lived up here – I've used every possible free trial method to get that damn channel <laughs> that exists. So uh, I got to go old school and uh, listen to ye old Juan Cox call the game. Uh, and then I followed along with, with Twitter. So uh, I, I got to see clips happen not long after they did happen. But I, but I did hear the, you know, the magical sounds of John Cox going through my ears to describe the game and, Man, it just felt good. It, it felt good. Um, it, it, what really I get from this is uh, Frank Gore basically played quarterback for a large chunk of the game injured. So, like, he, he couldn't have ran far if he wanted to. Uh, so he was basically a decoy and then did a really good job of throwing the ball. And then, uh, you know, uh, Richard and, and Willis and um, – uh, I think Moore got some snaps at, at quarterback. Th- those guys all did a, a great job for, for really young players stepping in and taking on a lot of responsibility there. But I truly think we would have beat UTSA if Frank Gore doesn't get injured uh, at the end of the first half there. You know, I think uh, one of two things. I think if that doesn't happen or if we do run these four guys, you know, we joked last week about having a single foul line on the sideline to run in plays. And I mean, I'll be damned. <laughs> that's that's kind of exactly what they did, you know. So who was it? It was Gore, um, Richard Jones, Willis. Demarcus Jones, and Willis. Demarcus yeah. Jones, yeah. not right. more. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and you know they've all kind of. I know they're all running the same thing, but they've all kind of got their own little style in which they do it too. Um, you know, when they get out there and after they take the snap and. And, it's, you know, sometimes they take it and they're gone right away. And then, you know, it seems like Demarcus Jones has a little bit more patience and waits on the block to develop, kind of like Alvin Kamara, right? Um, I don't, it's just – I don't know. Like, like I said, I, we finally found something that, uh, that that we're just good at. And I don't want to say it's, like, unstoppable, but uh, but that's, that's two weeks in a row that, uh, that the defense really doesn't really have – much of an answer for um things can still go poorly it's not an it's not an offense to where you can get behind and 
and all of a sudden have to come back from down 14 points or something. But it's pretty easy to play, uh, you know, f- from ahead. And um, I don't know. I, I like watching it. I like watching it a lot. It's, it's really cool. I mean, you, you think about this, too. So you, Frank Gore had four completions. Two of those were for a touchdown, one interception for 75 yards. And Tavius Willis-Rambo, three completions for 32 yards and a touchdown. Dejan Rashard, one completion for, uh, you know, three yards. So you had several guys, and all of them are either freshmen or redshirt freshmen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm assuming we'll have a legitimate quarterback moving forward at next season. But you still have these guys that you can throw into the mix. So it definitely can, it's definitely going to give, uh, defenses something extra to prepare for from here on out. Yeah. yeah you throw yeah, that package this, into the mix. Right. This package stays, uh, you know, forever, <laughs> for forever and ever and ever. If, I mean, if nothing else, just like Jamie said, you got to prepare for both of them. Um, but, you know, you throw a, a, a competent quarterback like a Tykes, you know, or, or low in there to go along with this because they can do the same thing, right? <laughs> um, they can do the same thing except actually our quarterbacks. So it's, uh, you know, if I'm the Sun Belt kind of looking at this going, uh, I think they figured out something, you know, which I know they all want us to be a formidable opponent, but uh, it's it's getting where, you know, Southern Miss might might have might have found something. And, and I'll take it a step further. I'm not sure the defenses these days are built to stop this. Um, defenses are kind of built for, for – I mean, how many teams are getting are, are running the ball this much, like directly up the gut like we do? Um, you know, they're kind of built for that side-to-side spread offenses. Um, so, I don't know. I, a lot of it's going in our favor right now. <laughs> you can tell that, that uh, we've got it all figured out because we've won one game in a row. But um, but it, it just it, – it, but it really it's two weeks in a row where we just looked like – we got something figured out, and it's a good feeling. Well, similar to the Munkin years, it, uh, there's just the hope that comes along with showing progress. As long as you can tell the team's getting better and that the young talent is getting better, then there's that hope there that that the team will return to the level that we're used to watching Southern Miss football at. And, I mean, it's, it's huge positive strides in that direction. Dejan Richard led the way on the ground, 22 carries for 120 yards. That's 5.5 yards a carry. Demarcus Jones had 87 yards on the ground. Frank Gore, two yards, one touchdown. Um, you know, again, like Shane said earlier, he they kind of used him as a little bit of a decoy. And then, uh, you know, in your receiving leaders, Jason Brownlee, five receptions for 65, five receptions for 67 yards, uh, two touchdowns, uh, Jacorius Caston. Two receptions for 23 yards, and then Grayson Gunner had the one one uh, reception for a touchdown, 20-yard touchdown from Rambo Willis there to kind of put the icing on the – well, I say the, that wasn't the icing on the cake. The icing on the cake was uh, Avery Hobbes' six-yard interception for a touchdown with a minute 32 left in the game to really, really put the nail in the coffin there. Totally. So, so I'm sorry to cut you off there, but what did you guys think about that play when Willis threw the touchdown? I mean, I mean, before because there's a timeout coming into it, right? Uh, Tiro and I are sitting on the couch watching this thing, saying, "You can't throw it. You can't throw it. You can't throw it." Were we up two points at that point? Do you remember? It was a really close game. We were up by yeah two. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, what did you guys? Th- would you have ran it or thrown it? 
I thought it was a very well-designed – I mean, like, my first thought after seeing that play was that it was a very well-designed play. Like, if you go back and look at the play and how the tight end was able to um, – you know, they they kind of got the, the linebacker lost in coverage there, and it ended up working in their favor. I mean, he was well, – I mean, he yeah, was well, wide I, yeah. open. I mean, obviously, looking back on it, but before the play, I thought there's no way in hell that you could throw a pass in that situation – um, and then as soon as he dropped back, my, you know, my, my throat just, just sunk, right? And, um, and then he throws this floater. As soon as he threw it up in the air, I'm like, oh my god! And then you just, you see Gunner just standing there by his damn self. Yeah. <laughs> he was almost so open, and the ball was floating so slowly. That's the one. That's one of those that that you'll drop just because you're. <laughs> it, it's so easy to do. Um, but. No, it's 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 one of the and I tweeted this out at the time. It was, it was one of the more gutsy calls from Coach Hall or or any coach that I remember in quite some time, and it could not have come at a better moment. It was just terrific. And he said they drew it up on the sidelines. Yeah, in the post game press. Really? Yeah. Wow. And they must have saw yeah. something they liked, and obviously they did see that something is so they liked. Cool. Um, I can't um, act like I'm above it, and that in that instance I wasn't talking crap in our text message group. Going, man, I, I don't know that Willis should be in here. It's, uh, <laughs> we don't need a turnover right now. We, uh, I'm, I was nervous. And that said, I'm a big Willis fan. The dude is yes. got speed for days. He's young. He's going to be an amazing player. But I was at the time. Yeah, again, I'm listening to John Cox. I, I can't see the screen, and I'm like. Uh, this, uh, I don't know about having this kid in here at this point in time. This is a big pressure situation. And then I'm like, well, uh, that's what I get for talking smack. Uh, sorry, it's a touchdown to the, uh, which was Gunner's first touchdown of his golden Eagle career. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully he can get another one this weekend before he, before he gets out of town. Yeah. And, awesome. and you know, we were talking about, and well, you, you said you have to come clean shame. Well, you know, I wasn't giving us a whole lot of credit, even though I took Sutter Miss this week. I, I'm just coming into it. I mean, how could you, you know? Um, I called for the win, yo. Well, I want to say, well, I think, I know you did. Well, you always do that. But one other guy. Uh, <laughs> I don't always. I, 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 I would have to give credit to, uh, where credit is due. And Phil Scott just absolutely nailed it. In the Discord all week, he was, uh, he just kept saying, like, nope, this is going to happen. You know, we might even win by two touchdowns, that kind of thing. And, you know, I'll be damned. Philip, well done, sir. You know, another. I was just gonna say, I knew Bama was gonna skull drag us, and then I was convinced that UTSA was gonna do the same. So you can't say that I always say we're gonna win. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I felt it in my bones after after the super back offense against UTSA, and how effective that was. uh, Knowing Tech's struggles this year, there was I, I didn't feel there was any way we lost that game. You know, and we we ran the superbacks out there on the field. Tech ran their quarterbacks. Tech had 100 <laughs> yards passing. Southern Miss had 110 yards passing. So, and and not our best statistical performance. I mean, I mean, I guess it could be if you look at points and everything. But we only had 294 yards of total offense, 110 yards passing, and 184 yards of offense. I mean, this is like a this is like a mid 80s offense here. Um, Defense played incredibly well. Defense played outstanding. Our time of possession, uh, 34 minutes, 57 seconds. They had it for 25 minutes and three seconds. So that's just about a 10-minute differential 
in the, the mid eighties. That's like like if you go back and you look at Tom Osborne's Nebraska squads, <laughs> I'm guessing the stats are pretty damn similar. Like who Tommy Frazier ran that offense for a while. Uh, yeah, but Tommy Frazier could throw it a little bit. This is like this I'm talking like this is like pre Brett Favre numbers. This is like, yeah. <laughs> this is like uh you know, yeah. Three so, yards in a cloud of dust. Yeah, pretty much. So uh but hey, we'll take the win any way we can get it. So Southern Miss 35, Louisiana Tech 19, Southern Miss now 2-9 and nine on the year and 1-6 and six in Conference USA, which brings us to this weekend, Southern Miss, the final home game of the season, the final game of the season. It's the Saturday after Thanksgiving, Southern Miss versus FIU, Saturday, November the 27th at 2 p.m. This game will be televised on ESPN3, so if you don't have the ESPN app, make sure you sign up for that before Saturday. Now, as far as the festivities go, so 11 a.m. on Saturday morning, Muscadine Bloodline will be performing at Spirit Park, followed by the Eagle Walk at noon. And then, as I mentioned earlier, approximately 1.30 to 1.35-ish will be the Senior Day festivities where we will honor these seniors and then kick off is at 2 p.m. So Southern Miss and FIU this Saturday, again, try to get in there by 1.30 and uh, honor this senior class. Now, if you 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 talk about we haven't had the best year, FIU hasn't had the best year either. And FIU one in ten on the season, zero and seven in Conference USA versus Southern Miss two and nine on the year, one and six in Conference USA. So if you look at these stats, and you know with ours points per game, we didn't hit our stride till last week. I'm not saying we're going to do that again. We don't know, but points per game. Uh, they're only scoring 20.6. We're scoring 15.9. But points allowed per game, they're giving up 39.9 points per game. We're giving up 28.9. Total yards, hey, they they've got us beating that by you know an average of about 100. They're they're uh 365, uh, averaging 365 yards a game. 268 of those through the air. 97 on the ground. We've got we're averaging 250 yards a game. 147 on the uh, through the air and 102 on the ground. But yards allowed, they're giving up 497 per game. We're giving up 354. They're giving up 275 through the air and 221-ish on the ground. So we're giving up 199 yards to the air and 155 yards on the ground. So they are their defense seems like this could be a great opportunity to put up some more points and and have another game where we take that point total over 19 for the uh you know second time in an FBS game this season and the third time overall this season. Yeah, it's not a game that you know we can't overlook anybody right not at all um, not at I all mean, you know we could just as easily have the ball bounce out of our hands one of these times we run this super bag play and they can pick it up so you know we, 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 but if if we if we are anywhere close to as disciplined as we were as we were last game and just focus on your job um you know i i don't know a whole lot of ways that fiu can stay on the field and speaking of fiu they um so we are – how'd you like to be an 11-point dog to a two-win team that's only averaging 15 points a game? <laughs> that almost seems impossible because if you're an 11-point dog and they score their average, that means you're just going to score a field goal, right? Maybe. So that's that's pretty insulting. Um, 
And, and yeah, they, they've had just as bad of a season as we have, but they've had even worse because you talk about how much we believe in our coach and our staff and our players. Well, they don't do any of that. <laughs> uh, is Butch gone already or is he going to be, get fired? Uh, uh, he's gone at the end of the year. So after this game. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. They, and they're apparently using like really old show. I don't know. Just it's, it's a uh, program in shambles down there. And, um, but you know, it's their last game too. Uh, these guys, they, they hear idiots like us talking about them. So they might come in. You're like, you know what? Screw it. Our coach is gone. I don't care. We're going to leave it out on the field. So. I don't, I don't, I don't think that we're going to just see FIU roll over. But uh, I mean, man for man, scheme for scheme, coach for coach, uh, I like our chances. You have to be excited. Ready. After the past two weeks, you have to be excited to to see the team. I mean, you know this is not what the team's going to look like moving forward, but you have to be proud of the the way they've hung in there, everything they've gone through in the past few years. You have to be excited for this to to see this team play one last time. The quarterback for FIU, his name is Max Bortenschlager, which I think I drank some of that in college. Uh, he it's is green. It's a, he's green. He, uh, you know, decent number. He's put up some decent numbers this year. Uh, 2,704 yards through the air, 18 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, with a quarterback rank rating of 23.7, which lately I believe that puts him at 125th. Uh, as far as the quarterback rating goes in the country. So um, he's put up some decent numbers, but he's also struggled a little bit. The last game against North Texas, he was 15 for 32 for 167 yards, one touchdown, one interception, was sacked three times. The game before that against Middleton, he was 9 for 20 for uh, 68 yards and two interceptions. So he, he, he put up 315 yards of the air against Old Dominion. So he's, he's kind of, uh, struggling a little bit. If we can get the pass rush that we were getting the other day with, um, we had car. A, we car, yeah, car and, uh, oh, who had the great game? Um, Quaywan. He was my, he was yeah. my preseason pick to lead the team in, sta- in sacks, but he's been, been a little banged up. Yeah, he's finally healthy. Yeah, exactly. Had a really solid Is he game. a junior this year or senior? I think he's a junior. I think so too. It's I so hard so. to keep up with that. With this COVID year. With the COVID yeah. year. Yeah. yeah. But I tell you what, we do have a chance to end the season on a two game winning streak. Um, and so there's not going to be a whole lot of teams in the, number one, I didn't think that was possible three weeks ago, you know, um, to win two games in a row. I thought we might win another one. And this is the one this weekend that I thought we might win. But to, to to end up the season, you know, it would only be three total wins. But I mean, you got to think about it. There's only a handful of teams that are going to win their last two. So, oh, I'm just glad we. I got guess eight. exactly half the teams will lose their last one. I'm I'm just glad we got our last win. I mean, I mean, just got a, another win. Mm-hmm. You know, that it was, was against Tech. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness, how bad. Oh. You know what? I, I don't like those guys at all. But I I did. Just for a brief second, kind of put myself in their shoes. Oh, man. That's a bad feeling, dude. I mean, yeah. you know, we, hey, I'm not saying we hadn't been there. I think th- this might even be worse. It's tough to get worse than where we were. Uh, I, I would say that guy, but man, this, this is this is up there. Since I started following the uh, raging Cajun crowd, I've seen them point out. Uh, a lot of instances of Louisiana Tech fan asshattery. 
uh, in the last like month and a half or so. And uh, I'm finding myself feeling less and less sorry for them. I'll just put it like that. Mm-hmm. They may actually deserve this, like all those other teams say. <laughs> I'm for it. So that's again this Saturday, 2 p.m. Saturday, November the 27th, Southern Miss and FIU Senior Day festivities around 1.30-ish. Let's give a shout-out to our friends at BetUS. Bet with a three-decade leader, BetUS. Join now with a 125% bonus by using our promo code TTTT125. Or a 200% bonus with crypto by using our promo code TTTT200. Bet sports, casino, horses, pop culture, and more at BETUS.com. You bet you win, you get paid. Bet you S. All right, so let's get into the picks for the week. So the picks for last week, we had both Shane and I with at 7-3, and three, and then, then Jason kind of reestablishing himself in the lead as he had been, just kind of increasing his um, – Increasing his lead by one, he was eight and two. So that brings I'm sitting at 55 wins, 65 losses on the season. Shane's 57 wins, 63 losses, and Jason is 60 and 60. So that leads us to the picks this particular week, and we will start off with Coastal Carolina is a 15 point favorite at South Alabama. Bump. Okay, so it's in Mobile. Um, Coastal beat them last year. South is four and one against the spread in the last five games, last five home games. Um, you know, you know, the, the, the few times that I've watched uh, Coastal, they've just been really explosive on offense, even in some of their losses. South just got drilled by Tennessee. Um, they seem like they're on a downward slide. And even though it's in Mobile and there's more than two touchdowns there, I don't care. I'm taking Coastal. Yeah. Um, first and foremost. Well, my glass was dry. We need to fix that. Um, yeah, that's, uh, it, it does seem like uh, South is kind of on a on a little backslide. Um, Coastal's got a well. Is Co- Coastal's quarterbacks out for the year? Huh. Oh, that changes things. I really don't know. I mean, I think South, I, I know think South Alabama's is. has been. Um, so that's a wash. Yeah, I'm going to go with my first instinct since I'm not 100 percent sure. I think he's out, though, um, but I'm I'm still going to stick with the uh, beach chickens. I am going to go with South Alabama just with it being at home. Uh, Coastal Carolina's kind of struggled just a little bit down the stretch and that 15 points. Um, I'm just going with South Alabama because of the points. I don't think they're going to win the game. Then we've got Troy at Georgia State. Georgia State is a six and a half point favorite. Bump. So Georgia State's hot, right? Um, five and one their last six games. Um, Troy just 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 fired their coach, Chip. Um, you, you know, you never know how the team's going to respond after that kind of thing. It, it usually does not go well. Georgia State is the 14th best rushing attack in the country. Um, I've got the Panthers. Oh, I think yeah. they're the Panthers. Let me say that first. Are they the Panthers? <laughs> um, I get those two teams yeah. confused. Kind of like Georgia State and Georgia Southern. Yes. What's What's Georgia Southern's mascot? I think they're the Eagles. Maybe. I think you're right. I think you're I right. both of those. Okay. No, uh, yeah, I think you're right. And I also think you're right on your pick with uh, Georgia State. Um, I think they're a little bit better squad. 
Um, Chip Lindsey did just get fired, which, uh, you know, uh, for a lot of, um, the Eagle Post crowd out there, you know, we, we went hard after Chip Lindsey at one point and, uh, that's where he ended up. So, uh, be thankful. Georgia State, six and a half. I'm going to go with Georgia State too. I just don't, you know, with the coaching change and everything out in the way Georgia State has been playing. I mean, you know, Troy has been strong this year at times, but yeah, I'm going to go with Georgia State as well. Then we have you get in the Conference USA action, UTEP at UAB. UAB is a 13 and a half point favorite. Jason, what say you? Uh, well, before I get to that, I just Googled uh, Coastal Carolina quarterback injury, and Grayson McCall is out indefinitely with an upper body injury. So there you if go. anybody's, yeah, if anybody's yeah. going to make some bets out there. Uh, I did not know that a minute ago, but um, so don't listen to me. But you should never listen to me. Okay, back to this game. Um, what is it, UTEP UAB? Yeah, you, yep. UTEP UAB. Okay, so both teams 7-4. and four. Um UAB, uh, just, just after that, after just kind of blowing it last week at UTSA, um, they got to be hurting a little bit. And, uh, at this, uh, at this point spread, it's, it's, I don't know. A lot of these games this week are kind of toss ups. I, I throw this one in there specifically with this point spread. Um, but having seen both of the teams, I just think UAB's better. Uh, I, th- I think they bounce back under Bill Clark. I don't know what their record is after a loss, but uh, I-, I would I would think that they would come back and uh, even with uh, even with two touchdowns, um, I-, I like UAB. Man, these are tough picks this week. Um, I I think UAB wins this game. They're probably two touchdowns better than UTEP. Um, UAB. Going UAB. Yeah, I want to go with UAB as well. Uh, UAB. I mean, I like UTIP. UTIP's been solid, but they haven't really been as consistent down the stretch. Uh, you know, with it being at home, even though the home crowd is not as big as they acted like it was going to be, I'm going to go with <laughs> UAB. All right. Oh, well, yeah, it's. I, I've had to relook at the line because I was like 13 and a half. No, that's definitely the spread because you're not going to cut a person in half. That's not going to be the amount of people in their brand new beautiful stadium because <laughs> that's what it looks like on TV is 13 and a half people. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> All right. Then we have Louisiana Tech and they are a three and a half point underdog at Rice. Yeah, they've got to be in a really bad place right now. Um, the the tech that I just saw last weekend was bad, um, minus Smoke Harris probably. Uh, and the rice that I saw this year was kind of average. Um, both teams are currently three and eight. It's at Rice Stadium, so you know it'll have that whole scrimmage vibe going on. Uh, I think I think Rice just from where I think that that Louisiana Tech is. Mentally, I think Rice has the ability to win a really ugly game here, and they're getting points, so I'll take Rice. Yeah, that's kind of my thought, too, is that uh, it feels like Tech's just yeah, – we may have destroyed them last, uh, this past Friday night. <laughs> we have we may have destroyed their will to live. Um, I I don't see them bouncing back from that game well. And Rice isn't a terrible team. Um, they're not a great team, but uh, I think they can beat Louisiana Tech. And with Tech being a three-and-a-half-point favorite, um, that math doesn't work out. So I'm going to go with the Owls. 
Uh, I'm going to go with Louisiana Tech. I think they're, uh, you know, a decently coached team. They did have some bad breaks against us. We clearly outplayed them. But, uh, you know, Rice hasn't been the model of consistency either. I kind of it, it's disappointed in, in the way they performed this season. I kind of expected a better year out of them. So I am going to go with Louisiana Tech. Up next, we have UTSA, and they are a 10.5-point favorite at North Texas. <coughs> so, in my opinion, UTSA is really, really good. And they also could have very well lost their last two games that they um, this game is in Denton. North Texas has been gaining momentum since that horrible, horrible start that they had. Um, I mean, we pressured UTSA all day long. We saw North Texas kind of do that to us, which a lot of people did at that time. But um, they have the ability to, to do the same thing. Uh, they force a ton of turnovers. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to take the Mean Green. That's a that's a bold pick, man. That's. The mean green, I, I mean, I kind of like it. Uh, the mean green with the upset of undefeated UTSA. That's, I, I'm, part of me is happy for UTSA that they're doing well. And then part yeah. of me is never real happy for new money college football fans. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, you, you hadn't been around that long. You need to go through a little bit more pain before you get to experience, uh, you know, a 12 and 0 season. So. Um, I kind of hope they lose to North Texas. I could see it happening. I think Bump makes a very solid point there. Um, but my brain on this one tells me that, uh, North, uh, that UTSA is going to close this one out. That, uh, if what's his name still their coach by the, the time this game rolls around, that they'll be ready. And I'm going to go with Utsa. I am going to go with UTSA as well. Just uh, they've been, uh, you know, solid year. They've been hanging on. Um, I, I think North Texas is better than we expected, but I still think UTSA is going to roll in this game. All right. Then we have Charlotte at Old Dominion. Old Dominion, a nine and a half point favorite. Yeah, another coin flip. Um, I think Charlotte can uh, – win the game, even though the, uh, ODU is clearly having the better season. Um, so, I don't know. Since it's possible for them to win, uh, I think they can definitely cover. I'll take Charlotte. I um, I like that Old Dominion's built some steam over the course of the end of the season here. Um, I'm, I'm going with uh, the Monarchs. You know, uh, I um – I never get Old Dominion right, and <laughs> they've been doing better as time's gone by. And just looking at this, I kind of like I want to pick Charlotte, but I kind of feel like I should probably pick Old Dominion for some reason. I don't really have any logic behind that, <laughs> but uh, I think Old Dominion will win. I don't know if it's going to be by nine and a half or not, but I'm going to go with Old Dominion anyway. All right, then we have Western Kentucky at Marshall. Marshall is a one-point favorite. Okay, both teams seven and four. Marshall's got the better defense. Western's got the better offense. Um, Marshall has actually won the last four contests uh, contest against uh, Western. So, uh, you know, I, I I hate Western like as a school and like being associated with them and all that. But just from an outside point of view, I really love Western. Um, and then they have to be due. They can't lose five in a row, I wouldn't think. So I'm going to go with Western. 
No, no, I disagree. Um, I, I think uh, Marshall is the better team. It's in Huntington, and uh, it's only a one-point spread. Uh, so easy enough. If I'm picking Marshall, I'm uh, picking Marshall. All right. Well, I, uh, you know, the Sun Belt in me wants to pick Marshall, but I just think that Western's offense is a, is a little too explosive, so I'm going to go with Western Kentucky. Then we have MTSU at FAU. FAU is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. So the winner uh, gets six wins and is bowl eligible. So, you know, I just think FAU is better, so I'm going to pick FAU. Um, I actually don't have that faith in FAU. Um and I think that Mutsu sneaks up on them, takes this game. And so I'm going to go with uh, that team from Murfreesboro. Jumping on the Mutsu bandwagon. I'm, uh, I'm, um, I'm going to go with FAU in this one. The game is at home. I mean, I think it's it's another one of these games This could be really close. but And I, I think MTSU is another team that's better than uh, I think a lot of people expected. But – I'm going to take FAU at home in this one. Then we have the marquee game of the week, Florida International at Southern Miss. Southern Miss is a 10-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Super back, right? Um, can't wait to watch it. Um, and FIU is, is just offensively is really bad. I mean, they're kind of bad defensively also, but I think they're, they're even worse offensively. Um. And last year, last week, I think they ran the ball for like 51 yards total. They rank 120th in the nation in rushing, and we excel so at, at stopping the run. <clears throat> so you combine that with us probably being able to run all over them. I don't know how many chances they're going to have offensively. Um, so this is super bad game number three. You know, it looked pretty good. Then it looked really good. Uh, we're going to see if it works again this week. Um, Gore should be a little bit healthier. Senior day at the Rock. I got the Eagles. And I was also threatened on social media by Nathan Hosey if I didn't take the Eagles. So um, so, so I have to so I have to take them for, for that reason as well. Um, yeah, nobody wants to have a pissed off Hosey. I know, he's um, wiry. Yeah. Uh, I'm not breaking tradition at this point in the year. Uh, it's the last game. Uh, I'm gonna pick the Eagles, and uh, I, I think, I think we come out excited, uh, with positive energy, positive momentum, uh, playing an FIU that's just just down and out. Uh, I don't think that the ten and a half point spread's big enough. I think it's a fun Saturday in the Rock. Uh, me on the other hand, I don't really like that the spread is that high. I think that was uh, a, a little bit of a, a surprise, but we'll take it. Uh, that being said, I'm still going to pick the Golden Eagles. So that brings us to the over under, the uh, which is 46. So over under, which one do you guys have? I could not believe. I still can't believe that the over hit last week. I, I, I thought that that uh, pick. And the North Texas game pick was the two easiest picks that we've had the entire year. And, of course, the overhead. So <clears throat> I'm going under again. Um, I hope it's over because if it's over, 
then I think that just that means that we just just go the hell off. Um, but uh, you know, I don't know. It just one game does not a scorching offense make. So we'll see how it goes this week. And um, and I will take the under. Yeah, um, well, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to make that point up there because I do think that the Eagles come out and roll this week. <laughs> and uh, so, therefore, I think we hit the over. I'm going to go with the over as well. And the main reason is because I think it's really low. I mean, 46 is a pretty low um, number for, for two teams that have given up points this year. Um, so I'm going to go with the with the uh, over. And we'll see what happens. So there you have it. There are the picks for the week. We also had a men's basketball game this week. Jason, you want to bring us up to date with what happened in the men's basketball game? Sure thing. So while we're recording um, last week, we were actually playing against TCU. So I didn't have, I don't have notes on that one. I think we kind of already went over that one as it was going down. But we played Lamar uh, last Sunday. So was that yesterday? Yeah, this Friday game's got me all jacked up. Um, so we beat Lamar, uh, 82 to 75. It, it's, um, it, it, it's, it, you really don't know kind of what Golden Eagle team is going to show up from half to half this year. I know it's really early in the season, but we typically have like one really good half, one really bad half against everybody. Did it against Delta State, did it against Kerry, did it against Lamar. Um, so. <clears throat> Ladner started a different group. He went with Bolden, Stevenson, Hardy, Pink, and uh, Arnold, I think. So that was kind of weird. I, I think in listening to the post game, it came from uh, just practice habits. But the guy, you know, Pierre, Moore, Napper, all came off the bench. Uh, it was very interesting, I thought. Uh, but those guys came in. They didn't pout about it. They came in. They played hard. But they came. They got in there about the 15 minute mark and um and looked really good. Hardy had 23 points, four assists, two steals. Isaiah Moore with 19 points and six boards. Tyler Stevenson back from some sort of illness. I think he had um very active rebounding all night. He had 11 points and 12 rebounds for a double double. We went eight of 20 from three point land, which is great, right? Especially for us. So. We were shooting them. We did hardly made any of them. I don't think we made a single one in the first half. And uh, maybe we made one. I don't think so, though. Uh, so so really got hot there in the second half. And when we get hot, we can look really good offensively. And when we're not, we look just just putrid out there. Um, still losing focus sometimes, in my opinion, giving up the easy buckets in transition. But I think that that will all be fixed. It's all very fixable, very coachable. Um, and at the same time, uh, that same exact game, if we play it last year, I think we lose, and this year we won. So we're better than Lamar. We should have won the first half, but we didn't. We're actually losing at halftime by three points, came back in the second half and played really well, uh, outscoring them 49-39 to 39 in the second half, game by seven. Coming up this week, the Zoo Town Classic in Missoula, Montana. Jamie mentioned it last week, but just a reminder, Wednesday the 24th versus UNC Wilmington at 6 p.m., Thursday the 25th versus UC San Diego at 6 p.m. and then Friday the 26th to close it out in the uh, in, in Missoula versus the host team uh, Montana was it Montana State I think anyway uh, that game's at 8:30. You have it heading up to to Mizzou, heading up to take on the uh, the Grizzlies up there. 
mm-hmm. and in uh, Montana's tournament. And then the Golden Eagles will be back home next Wednesday, December the 1st, to host South Alabama. So can we break Ugh. our South Alabama streak? Find out mm. next Wednesday night. God bless them. Hopefully we can make something happen. <laughs> God bless them. God you know, Missoula is in a beautiful part of Montana. Um, not the place I want to go visit at the end of November, though. That is fair. You know, playing three games in a row too: twenty fourth, twenty fifth, and twenty sixth. This is why this is you do this right at this time of the year, right before the break. So I guess you can kind of get used to it for the end of the year, right? Because when conference tournament rolls around, and you know, hopefully we make some sort of postseason thing. Um, well, you, what I'm getting at is, what what's the higher number, the temperature for the day or the date? Because it's going to be cold in Missoula, Montana, right now. Yeah. Well, I won't go up there. Not right. They now. play the basketball indoors. What? <laughs> <laughs> Indoor basketball. Where have I been? The Grizz, man. You know the Grizz. That that's a. Uh... They, they've got a crazy football program up there, up there as well. You guys yeah. seen those games? I mean, they pack it out all the time. They had a little bitty stadium. It's never an empty seat. It's cool to watch. They had, uh, gosh, one of the one of the mascot greats. He won the Capital One All America team the first year back when Seymour was there, and uh, the guy went on to mascot for a professional basketball team in Chicago, Illinois, and had a heck of a run up there. So. Shane, you're right. It is going to be pretty cold. I just looked up Missoula, Montana, and Wednesday, high of 39, low of 24. Thursday, high of 44, low of 36. That's not crazy bad. And Friday, kind of the same, high of 44, low of 38. Honestly, and also a chance of rain. 44 and 38 warmer. is cold, but it's not stupid cold. Yeah, I think it's going to get down in the 20s here tonight. Um, it was It was chilly out this afternoon after the rain moved through. Uh, I, I actually expected it to, yeah, it's 44 here right now. Um, and then it's going to get down to 29 tonight. So maybe colder here than it is in Missoula, Montana. That's odd. Shane, do you have any updates for us this week? I do. Uh, the, the fall semester is winding down. So a lot of the fall sports are done, but, uh, the men played basketball, the ladies played basketball. Um, last week, the ladies had two games uh, back on Wednesday, November the 17th. Uh, they were over in Tuscaloosa playing Bama uh, in a game that was 33-37 at half. Uh, the Lady Eagles just couldn't hang on with uh, without their star almond that was out in the second half uh, and fell 54-86 to the Lady Roll Tide. What, what do they call their female? Athletic teams at the Lady Alabama. Roll Tide. The Lady yeah. Roll Tide. Uh, okay. I mean, sure. I what would they call them now? Lady Tide. I don't know. I never thought about that until right now. Anyway, moving on. Uh, this is not a Lady Tide podcast. Um, Dominique Davis was the high scorer for the Golden Eagles. I think that that is going to be something that gets said uh, more often than not in this season. She had 14 points in that game. Uh, Then the second game of the week, Saturday, November 20th, uh, 
the ladies were back in Hattiesburg uh, playing Samford, where they uh, pulled out a 71-66 victory. Uh, Davis, once again, was the high scorer in that game with 29 points, though. 19 of those points coming in the fourth quarter. Uh, so probably the difference in the game. Uh, and because of that, she was named Conference USA Player of the Week. So nice week for the Lady Eagles, who did drop the game to Bama. That was their first loss on the season, but they sit at 3-1. and one. Uh, And next up, they're hosting the Lady Eagle Thanksgiving Classic uh, this Friday and Saturday, November 26th and 27th. On Friday the 26th, they will be hosting University of Arkansas Pine Bluff at 1 o'clock. And then Saturday, turn around and play Mississippi Valley State University at 11. Uh, and that wraps up what uh, Lady Eagles were up to this past week. All right. Do you guys have any shout outs? <clears throat> I do have a shout out or two. <laughs> Sorry. Caught me in the middle of the fireball. Um. Uh, first shout out uh, to Slade and Shara White, right? Uh, got married and had a reception here in Hattiesburg. Got married last week, I think. Had a reception Saturday in uh, in Hattiesburg downtown. It was awesome. It's, it's also the reason I still feel bad right now because um, it was wild. Really cool. Saw Brad Smith down there, um, having a good time. So. Good to hang out with all those guys, and, and congratulations to Slade and Shara. Slade, of course, the owner of uh, Four Street Bar. So go by and, you know, buy yourself a beer and tell Slade that, you know, you heard, I don't know, whatever. Anyway, um, also, shout-out number two, uh, I ran into, at the, at the basketball game the other day, I ran into, do you guys follow the, the liquor cabinet? Yes, yeah. sir. I ran into that guy. He, he was sitting uh, in the front row. You know, I sit in, in Section G, row five. And this guy was turned around and he was filming the score right at the end or taking a picture of the scoreboard or something. And his shirt said the liquor cabinet on it. So I went down and introduced myself and completely can't remember his name right there. Mark, maybe. That's probably wrong. But anyway, uh, met him. That was really neat. And he sent me a, he sent me a message on Twitter later. He said, hey, man, thanks for coming down and introducing yourself. I thought you'd be a lot taller. I was like, <laughs> Okay. Like, not not positive how to take that, but great. And you're uh, a hell of a lot uglier than I thought you'd be, <laughs> yeah, Bob. Yeah, it was, it was a really weird comment, but you know. Anyway, super cool guy. Drove up from Bay St. Louis and loves the Golden Eagles, so glad I got to run into him. And the last shout out I wanted to give was to uh, Patrick Lowry. He came up with this cool ass Superback T-shirt design. I'm trying to get some made for Saturday. It is really difficult to get T-shirts made with a one week turnaround on thanksgiving week so i'm working on it uh i i hope that it gets done and um and and because it's, it's really neat looking and and after that i think that jamie said we might open it up to the uh, merchandise section of uh to the top talk for everybody but um hopefully we, uh, we get this super back t-shirts done for the weekend and um and uh i get to wear that bad boy in a uh, eagle walk this is this is one of this the seymour sidekick eagle walk day Oh, are you going to so be an Eagle Walk will, this week? Yeah, I'll be an Eagle Walk. Oh, and uh, before I forget, I want to give a shout-out to the um, the college football tour guys. They're coming this weekend. Oh, yeah. Of all, of all weeks to come, you know, it's a two-win season, Thanksgiving weekend. The, the crowd never really does great. You throw in a little weather, and it's all, all bets are off. But 
Um, and we do have a little bit of momentum going here, and um, I think that the see, I think that it might be a little bit better crowd than normal. But those guys are cool. Uh, they're going to swing by the tailgate. T Rose bringing his golf carts. So we're going to ride them all around. Um, Spirit Park, Muscadine, Bloodline, uh, that whole deal. So it's going to be good to run into those guys, to, to run into those guys and, and meet them in person. And um, they, they do a great job of what they do. If you're not following them on Twitter, uh, College Football Tour, it's cool. They go to all the stadiums. Um, so every stadium that there is in the country, D2, D3, I think they do every damn one of them. So. They're coming to ours this weekend. It's going to be cool. Yeah, super nice guys. I, I talked to them a little bit and told them, unfortunately, I, I wouldn't be down there. And to watch Jamie, occasionally he tries to get arrested uh, at tailgates. But um, <laughs> I'm going to get arrested this but, week. You watch. I'm going to get arrested for throwing some stuff, stuff at somebody in Eagle Walk. I'm not going to tell you who I'm going to throw <laughs> stuff at. But Oh. Is he going to be bumped? Well, it might be um, Jack. I'm pretty sure Jack will be on my shoulders. Guy, yeah, let's pull the listeners. What should we throw at Jack this week? Jason's <laughs> young son. <laughs> Glass. <laughs> if you said cold beers, you're right. <laughs> Rusty nails. <laughs> Syringes. Um, <laughs> I do have a question about your shout outs, Bump. Uh, hmm? How did Slade find somebody to marry him? I didn't even know he was housebroken. <clears throat> I'm, I'm still not sure about that, but I, th- I think I think Shar is pushing him to the brink. Okay, just just curious. And I'm pretty sure that it had something to do with an inversion table. Oh yeah. And and the guy the guy's name is Randy, by the way. <laughs> Liquor cabinet. I, oh, I don't know. I'm just I just made that up. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know his name. I forgot. Pipe I just down, I wanted you to you know, pipe down. Randy is one of my favorite lines from Jamie's. Comedy. I appreciate that. You should have told him that. Hey, pipe down, Randy. When he said you were <laughs> you were short. Um, I want to give a shout out this week because I had like I had somebody on Twitter just absolutely deliver a reply to me that was absolutely perfect, and I'm talking about Jeremy McLean. So oh. before the game the other day, if you recall last year, Jeremy McLean was stepped out of the way of the replay camera just in time for them to see Louisiana Tech had scored a touchdown in that game with us last year. So if he would have been just like a foot over, he he would have been blocking the camera and they wouldn't have been able to rule that Tech won the game. I know that's cheating or whatever, but anyways. Um, Jeremy McLean, I said, hey, Jeremy McLean, if the opportunity presents itself, remember to not move out of the way of the replay camera, please. To which he replied a Michael Scott gif from the office and said, why are you the way that you are? And it was just perfect. It was just, I did not see that coming and I appreciate the sense of humor. And, uh, yeah. So yeah, that was awesome. That was great. So this weekend, this weekend, Saturday, November the 27th, Southern Miss against the FIU, uh, Panthers. Oh, they're the Panthers. Okay. That's right. The, you know, we could rework. The, we we could work those letters around and go what pedal did. And yeah, there you go. It's Miami though, so they're Home probably the like the Sex Panthers. Ooh, <laughs> there's real bits of Panther in there, so you know it's good. Now it's a party. So Southern Miss FIU at home in the Rock. It's the last football game of 2021. The last time you get to see this team on the field, they're they're coming in hot. They they need the support. They need the love. We're gonna see a a 
hopefully we see a much revamped team next year. But really pl- proud of the effort these guys have shown. Really proud of the proud of the grit they've shown, and really. You couldn't have asked for a better effort than what they gave last week. I mean, playing a game with essentially without a quarterback and winning a game when you are a two-touchdown underdog is just unheard of. So kudos to them on the second win of the season. Hopefully we make it the third. You guys come out there and join us. And as always, oh, hold up. Oh. Oh, you nope, get something. We're not, we're not done yet. Yeah, I got a got a couple of points of business actually. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I, as always, Southern. Okay. Southern Miss to the. Step <laughs> on it one second. Um, no, I, uh, I used my shout out time to make smart ass comments about Slade, um, but I, I wasn't completely done there. I I did <laughs> want to give a couple of shout outs uh, concerning the football team, and, and we talked about how we didn't play with a quarterback. Uh, two guys that took snaps at quarterback this year did play big roles this week, though. And I want to give shout outs to both of those dudes. Uh, if I was in Hattiesburg, I would track you down and buy you some whiskey. Um, maybe a lady of the nights, whatever your fancy is. But Jake Lang, uh, actually played scout team safety last week. So if that doesn't tell you what a team player that dude is, uh, I mean, we changed offensive philosophies and we're like, sorry, man, we're not using a quarterback anymore. Can you play scout team safety? And that kid strapped on the shoulder pads and said, let's do this. So all the respect in the world to him, not that he didn't earn it from everybody that bleeds black and gold, stepping out there and, and doing what he did this season, trying to help us win some ball games. Uh, so uh, Mr. Jake Lang, tip of the cap to you, sir. And then uh, Jack Walker actually caused a fumble on a kickoff unit. Uh, so you've got another quarterback that, you know, injured his hand, can't throw the ball, still out there running down the field like a banshee on kickoff team, caused a fumble. Uh, we get the ball back. So uh, big shout-outs to those two quarterbacks this week. And then last point of business uh, before I let Jamie shut this show down. Uh, I've been inspired the last three weeks, uh, first I did the Russell's Reserve, all warehouse Fs, and then last week I did three picks in a row of four roses from Lincoln Road Package Store. This week I went with three different variations of whiskey from the Joseph A. Magnus Company. Uh, they were in D.C. Uh, they, they would basically bring in whiskey from other people and blend their batches and, and then package it and, and put it out. Really tasty stuff. Um, I think they actually moved to Michigan or something recently. It's, I apologize for not having that information, but that sounds vaguely familiar. I think they were actually going to begin distilling their own stuff, but that's all besides the point. The, the three pours that I had tonight from them was uh, Joseph Magnus Single Barrel from Go Big Blue Liquors in Kentucky. And then I had the Murray Hill Club bourbon whiskey blend from Joseph Magnus and then wrapped it up with a final pour of Joseph Magnus cigar blend bourbon. So uh, really good whiskey, fancy looking bottles. If you run across their stuff, uh, I, I don't think you can go wrong. It's not stuff on the planet. Uh, but it's good whiskey in a pretty bottle. It's something you can put on your shelf and, and uh, like to look at and like to drink. So, uh, Mr. Arrington, uh, I'm finished. 
Hope you guys enjoyed it. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk. I could play for Alabama, USC, or Notre Dame. You have lots of things to offer, but Southern Mississippi put you all to shame. I was born here in Hattiesburg, never ventured far away. When it comes to playing football, here in Eagle Heaven is where I'm gonna stay. I could play for North Carolina, Ohio State, RLSU. You play a good game of football, but Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you. season is over and done the fans here in Hattiesburg will be proud of what we've done I could play for the Georgia Bulldogs Florida State or Tennessee but I chose Southern Mississippi and right here at home is where I'll always be I could play for Alabama USC our Notre Dame, you have lots of things to offer, but Southern Mississippi put you all to shame. I could play for North Carolina, Ohio State, or LSU. You play a good game of football, but Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you. season is over and done all your teams with famous names will see we're number one ask mississippi state ask mississippi state call katie case bailey with dunbar real estate for all of your real estate needs katie case bailey realtor extraordinaire something to show something to list something to sell call today at 601-408-9980 